Welcome to RNGPC, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast unlike any other podcast. There's no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the uh, role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. What's up? You almost made it through the whole thing. I was proud of you. You were doing well, <laughs> but you kept rolling with it, which is, which is what we do. We just yeah. roll with it. Because no one else notices your mistakes as much as you do. And me. And you. And specifically me, because I'm here. And I'm looking. you helped write it. Well, yeah, that and I'm watching you do it. So I'm like, I'm staring. I'm doing, I'm doing nothing in that meantime. The main thing I'm trying to do while you're doing that is just be like, don't make a sound. Don't, <laughs> don't do anything else. Don't. And so like, as you're doing it, I'm just focused really hard on you. So. Oh, I like that kind of attention. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, I saw something the other day that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, that's what we're here it's for. D- it's D&D related. Okay. Um, so I saw an Instagram post that looked like one of those like screenshots of like a Tumblr thread, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. And someone said, I figured out a simple guide to the alignment chart last night. Oh, jeez. And I'm I sure. feel like this is, uh, it helped, it, cl- it clarified things for me personally. Um, and I want to know if you agree with these things or not. So let me run through it real quick. Okay. It's, so it says, a lawful character. Rules matter more to me than individuals. Chaotic. Individuals matter more to me than rules. Hmm. Good. Other people's well-being is more important than my own. Evil. My own well-being is more important than other people's. Neutrals. My opinion of what is important is determined on a case-by-case basis. It, like, oversimplifies it almost to an extent, but that's kind of, I mean, I don't think... Any one of the because obviously no one's just good or just lawful. So I yeah. like that it's like I like that they broke it down in a way of like okay now you take that and go on this scale from rules which matter more to you rules or people mm-hmm. in in that it's going to be gray no one's going to be a hundred percent black or white in that yeah. so it allows you to kind of like and I think that's a good guide for your character and <clears throat> that's where again with alignment nothing nothing's hard set with that it's constantly going to be. Uh, evolving and i think that's why like remember i think it was last week we talked about the the test that we took the 140 questions or whatever and i think most people will come out neutral in some way in that because in in normal life (laughs) it it is almost always a case-by-case basis and that's what they're saying for neutral so yeah no i think i think that's interesting and i think that's a fun way to when you're trying to make a decision or if you i think that helps you if you are trying to play a character to a specific alignment Right. Mm-hmm. If you're just trying to play a character and have fun, and the alignment's just like there, okay, fine. Then yeah, like sure, people can say, "Oh, you're this alignment because you do this, this, and this," and you can just be like, "Whatever, I'm just trying to dungeon dive and kill goblins." Like, yeah, yeah. It, it couldn't matter. But like, if you are trying to do a little bit more role playing with that, yeah, I think that's a that's a good guide. That's a yeah. And then there's even a paragraph underneath all that that breaks it down a little bit more because obviously uh, people's alignments are. You're not just lawful, chaotic, good, evil, or neutral. You're like lawful, good, mm-hmm. lawful, chaotic. Mm-hmm. You know, you, two of these are put together. Yeah. So there's a small paragraph underneath all this that says, So a lawful, good character's guiding moral philosophy might be, I follow the rules because the rules keep people safe, even if they are sometimes inconvenient or, harm, or harmful to me or other individuals. Yeah. And then a chaotic, evil character's guiding moral philosophy would be like, Screw the rules and screw you. oh yeah that's yeah that's good yeah and like i said too i mean that's just one way of of like looking at how that would affect like the the character's mentality so Mm -hmm. 
That's fun. And, and, and it immediately just makes me think of the characters we've made, right? And so when it says chaotic evil, the one character we've made like that, which is Sir, the guy that's mm-hmm. going around trying to make this casino and screw over people, 100%. Screw the rules and screw you. I'm going to set up my own shit, make my own things, take what I want, and just, this is me. This is my yep. life. And, like, yeah. We haven't made a lawful good character yet, have we? Not yet, No. Um, I feel like if either of us are going to do that, it's going to be you. Probably. Well, it's it's typically what you try to play because they're a pain in the ass they, for well, everyone else. So, lawful good characters are, <laughs> are, are, some people don't find them fun because they feel like, oh, well, I'm not here to play by the rules and do whatever I want to do, whatever I want, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't know. I like, I think they're challenging because it's inherently D&D is a chaotic world full of, yeah evil <laughs> and things you're trying to fight against and so it's like all right if you're just the lawful good yeah it's like it, it's finding a reason to not just kill everyone else in the party it's a reason yeah. to like and or in the the whatever you're fighting against and like having some sorts of, of morals and like code and and the whole thing again too is it's constantly changing so if you start as lawful good i think the most annoying lawful good characters are the ones that start lawful good and just stay there the whole time yeah like there, there's a way to be stringy or uh, uh what's the right word stick to and be like uh, uh have a moral code that you stick to but let other things affect you let it kind of change and ebb and flow with that and learn like it's like you're naive almost at the beginning and let stuff develop from there but yeah, yeah i agree i'll try and make a lawful character at some point <laughs> uh, or a lawful good character at some point that that everyone would be like oh wow that would be fun i will try that <laughs> yeah we'll see doubt it but uh <laughs> this week actually it was your turn to bring the the characteristics right it was it was i um i've been thinking about this guy for a little while. Okay. Um, and I wasn't until... So two weeks ago, obviously, I brought the character. And as I was figuring out what I wanted to do, I remembered I wanted to do this guy. But I was already too far invested into who I did two weeks ago, which was Old Man Omog. Yeah. And, um, which is awesome. I love Old Man Omog. <laughs> I would consider playing him in a campaign. Yeah. The, um, the dragon And hunter. then... Yeah. And then... Um, but this week, I was not going to forget my man that I'm bringing here today. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to be a, so I brought the background, the class, the race, and I brought a motivation this week, which I'm completely making up. Okay. So there's a, there's potential to make up a magical item here, like homebrew, a magical item, things of that nature. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So first, this person is going to have the simpleton background. Ooh. So this is described briefly as you are not the sharpest tool in the shed or the brightest star in the sky. To put it quite simply, you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll see if our stats reflect that, but the thing that I'm going to lean into about this simpleton, at least what what I imagine I'm going to be leaning myself into, is that this uh, character... It's just going to be naive. They're going to be an innocent character. Okay. Um, so if we end up rolling like a super high intelligence and they actually are smart, they're still just going to have like a childlike view of the world. That's what I'm envisioning right now. You yeah. know? Does that well, make sense? Uh, that, that's a bridge we will cross when we get there. But uh, just to uh, like, yeah, I, I think just because you have a high, like the one, the one characteristic I would be worried about being high is not necessarily intelligence. It's actually wisdom because 
that is again more of how you interact with the world around you. You can That's be true. super book smart and still be dumb. <laughs> Like, yeah, I always forget. I always cry, I always blur the lines between no, uh, a lot intellect of and wisdom, the, and, and like it's it's difficult because again, it's it's there. It's a fine line between the two. But I mean, yeah. the way the way our dice rolls go, he could just be like Grunter last week and just have a bunch of really low stats all across the board. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what I get for getting rid of the low or the high high roll. So, yep. anyways, continue. Anyway, so yeah, so then this character will also have the class of druid. Okay. Bringing a druid to the table. Another druid. I like it. Yes. And then um, the race of this character is going to be a Goliath. A big, massive character. Yeah. Okay. So he's a big dummy. He's a big old dummy. <laughs> but you love him. <laughs> we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out if, if we yeah. love him. If, like, he could they're, be, uh, they're taller than Dragonborns and Half-Orcs. Mm-hmm. How how tall are they usually? What is the the height? I think uh, they're like seven feet. They know. average between seven and eight feet tall. Yeah, that's a that's a big old big old frame. Big old dummy. Oh. Okay, so now the motivation that I brought to the table. Interesting. The thing that this character wants to accomplish mm-hmm. is that they are searching for a mystical rose that never wilts or becomes damaged. It could be placed in the bottom of a sack and still be pulled out unscathed. It is always perfect. Where, did you come up with this? I did. Interesting. Um, so I f- feel like this mystical rose, I, I haven't created a homebrew magic item off of it. I haven't Googled. Maybe there is like some magical rose out there in homebrew land. But um, this could be created by the DM, potentially, and give it a, something that it does. I feel like it would have healing properties. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing too is, I, one, we don't need to figure that out here. If no, it, like if the character just all we need to figure out is why that's. I mean, well, so the motivation here, we're gonna rever- we can just work backwards from that because there's a lot of questions around just like how did he find out about this? Yes, right, and so that's that's interesting. And then it, so the reason I asked if you came up with this is because I instantly go to two different uh, examples of like a rose like thing and like kind of like other stories. <clears throat> first one beauty and the beast mm-hmm. <laughs> with like in that but that is a wilting rose it's aging and like so it's tied to you know the curse on the beast um yeah. but the the other one is i don't think you've read but i've talked to you about is the dark tower series by stephen king correct i've not read those a big part of that is roses and there's uh it's not really a spoiler the but like the the whole thing in that series is the dark tower is like a pin through different layers that are actual realities and so it connects all of these different realities through this dark tower that is connecting all of them okay and in some realms that tower shows up as an unwilting rose gotcha. <laughs> and, and so it actually connects and so like i mean it's not necessarily unwilting but it's like this rose that whenever people get close to it it just makes them happy and feel good and people are drawn to it and it's implied at one point that the city of new york is actually built around <laughs> a, a rose <laughs> like this um <clears throat> and so yeah so it's, it's cool no I, I like that idea and that's why i was curious because i know you hadn't read that series <laughs> and yeah. and that's why i was like hmm i'm um yeah so i mean anyone that is, is a dark tower fan or has read those those books i don't know if they made that connection too but yeah so yeah cool i like that and then lastly this character's name because i hate those more than anything <laughs> is going to be uh uh i think i'm pronouncing this right i i should know but uh drosera but people call me dro <clears throat> i like that you don't know how to pronounce the own name you brought 
And I've also yeah. just come up with a, a, a side podcast idea uh, that would just be a preview to the show where it's just however long it takes you to just sit there and swear at yourself making up a name. Before <laughs> before the episode starts, everyone is just like, God, fuck, this is stupid. I don't – whatever. I'm just like, And it's just that. However long it takes you and whatever you're doing and all of the self-talk and you go through, that will just be the preview to our episodes now. <laughs> I do have uh, a little bit of a confession to make on how I came up with this name. Okay. If we have any uh, botanist nerds listening to this podcast, I'm sure we have Drosera. Uh, Drosera is the uh, scientific name for a sundew, which is a, a plant, a carnivorous plant that attracts uh, bugs and stuff with its uh, like pheromones. But it's got a really sticky surface, so the sec- it's not similar to a Venus flytrap, but the whole body is like sticky and dewy. Okay. So once someone, once a bug lands on it, it then just can morph itself around it and, and devour this bug. Because it's stuck there. That sounds horrifying, and I now want to make this druid parts of him like that. Yeah, <laughs> I want him it's, it's to be, possible. That would be so cool. Um, all right, cool. Did you um, did you want to look in with within druid? I know there are some subclasses, and so when we get into these different rolling parts, did you want to try and roll on one of those subclasses to see um, if if there's like anything we can take from that story wise, or did you have a subclass you had in mind to kind of like? Because it sounds like. Uh, you've talked to me a little bit. I don't know if you, you've kind of gone into this, but like you kind of want him to be very plant focused, right? You want him to be. I do. So I, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that everything. Uh, I feel like I'm coming to the this podcast with almost too much of hopes and dreams. <laughs> I'm going to be the one that's going to be crushed and hurt. But it's it's that it's fun, right? We're like when we're doing this, I come. I have a very clear path how I want this character to go. Mm-hmm. But based on what we roll, I have to adjust, and yeah. I also feel like that mindset. Um, can very much be translated into actual D&D because you're always going to have an idea of how you want to approach a situation, mm-hmm. but the dice rolls might not allow you to do that. And yeah, it's a bummer. It's never fun when like you have this great idea and you roll your dice and it doesn't happen, but you can't sulk on that. you got to move on. So I feel like I do want this character to be very plant-focused, um, but we'll see if that ends up being the case. Yeah, no, I think that is 100% uh what D and D is. And I think it's about learning how to literally roll with the ones, right? Cause you're going to get a one and it's going to go completely the opposite way. Or you're going to fail. And what you'll usually find is that's when it's more fun <laughs> is yeah. when, when that shit goes wrong. And so I think in this, when building a character, right, instead of being like, wait, what the fuck? Why is this how it's like, don't get mad at it. Let it be like, okay, fine. If this is true, what else is true? It's that's an improv type, like, like mindset to have like okay yeah. someone like if this is one thing that is true what else can we base off of that to make this more fun and more interesting um but the reason i, I brought up the the druid subclasses is because there is one that's called circle of the land that again we don't have to necessarily go into or or, or have be part of this episode just if someone would like to move forward and wants to know what circle of the druid they should be i think circle of the land makes the most sense um, the description is the circle of the land is made up of uh, mystics and sages who safeguard ancient knowledge and rites throughout the vast oral tradition. These druids make uh, sacred circles and trees and or with standing stones. Um, where's the nature part of it? Uh, as a member, your magic is influenced by the land uh, where you're initiated into circles like in mysterious. Like, so they're a lot more just in the woods. They're like um, yeah. in the Hobbit. In the Hobbit movie, who's the brown wizard? That's got like bird poop in his beard. Um, what is his fucking name? I'm sure I don't know, but I know who you're talking I'm about. I'm sure there's someone out there now yelling at their 
iPhone or however they're listening to this, you know, about what his name is. But anyways, that's what I think of more when I think of think Circle of the Land. It's like, oh, they're <clears throat> very nature and and outdoorsy. Covered uh, in bird shit. Does that, did you just Google? Okay, okay. <laughs> Either way, we don't have to go too deep into this. Um, I didn't want to derail you. It was just, it was what I had initially just thought. Oh, cool. So he's probably going to be this circle. I would um, agree it's circle of the land, so. Okay, cool. That's fun. It means you have hold person and spike growth as spells. Spite? I love spite. Nope, spike. Spike. Oh. Like a dog's name. His name's Radagast. Yes. There it is. We did it. All right, everyone go home Thanks, now. Thanks, Google. Good job, everyone. We did it. All right, time to do the outro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are, we, what are we actually rolling on then? What are the things you want to uh, randomly figure out for Dro, Drosera? All right, so we are going to randomly figure out, based on the background of Simpleton, their personality trait, ideal, bond, flaw, and then we're going to roll their statistics. Statistics. It sounds okay. so weird to call them statistics. Yeah. I feel like that's just straight up not correct. It's their stats. <laughs> But see, if you, yeah, but stats is typically short for statistics. No, oh, whatever. Semantics. I mean, we can go down this wormhole if you want. No. <laughs> Another time. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> so personality traits then for Shimpleton. <clears throat> we got eight of them. So would you like to do the honors? Do you want me to roll this one? I know we had talked about rotating back and forth. How do you want to figure out who's rolling each one of these? Yeah, let's just, uh, so, there's eight of these, Yeah, and I have some that I like, and I have some that I don't like. <laughs> that is life. There, that is usually how most <laughs> things in life go. I like some of it, and I don't like some other of it. <laughs> so, you can, I want you to roll the personality trait. Is it so that if I get the bad one, you can be mad at me and not yourself? Always. <laughs> okay. Always deflecting blame. I'm rolling. I rolled a one. Oh, that's sweet. I like this. Number one says, I like the simple things in life. <laughs> that doesn't give us love. anything. I love it. It gives me all the things I want. No, what it does is it doesn't throw anything in there. You have to start dancing around. That's true so far. Okay, fine. You roll the ideal. See what, what is Why did it pace like that? I'm, you pace this while I roll the ideal. Uh, I'm sure it'll pace the same way for me. Into our doc. Just so everyone knows, we have a shared document where we're building these characters, so that's what we're talking about when pasting. We're not eating glue over here. <laughs> but, oh, never mind. I'm not going to say that. I'm not responsible for any glue eating. Yeah, that don't, may or may not occur. Don't eat. Are we, okay. I don't want to have to. All right. So this next one is the ideal. This is where we're going to get a glimpse into this character's alignment. There are six of them, so I'm rolling a uh, d6. Got my trusty D6 here that I could throw at someone and probably kill them with. Um, roll. Also, don't do that. Jeez. I rolled a two, which is... Yes. Oh, I like this one, too. So, two is simple hero. I may not be very smart, but I can still do some good. <laughs> this I was okay. worried about this one, because some of these went directly against about what I, what, I, what I want this character to do. Okay. But so far, RNG has blessed me. Mm-hmm. RNGesus has shown me the light. Some days he's on your side. Some days he's not. Um, All right. So then am I rotating to roll the bond? Yeah. Roll a d6 for the bond. All right. Hopefully I get James. Oh, I missed. I rolled a six, which is... Sweet. I don't want to let people into my life for the fear they'll laugh at my stupidity. 
Ooh, so that's, a, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a curve ball. It just means he's shy and he's he's yeah. nervous to be accepted. But he so he essentially what that says for me, and we'll just write down the one. Keep moving is he's aware of how dumb he kind of can be. Oh, that's right. He's not ah. I like that. Yeah. So I like, like in, in the end, it's it's kind of that the the very last scene of Forrest, or not very last scene, but one of the last scenes in Forrest Gump. Right when he meets his son for the first time, and he asks the question of, you know, is he, is he like me? Is he is he different or whatever? And it's like it's, it makes you realize that Forrest Gump, the whole film, is aware that he has something that is impeding. Uh, oh, it's so sad. Him. Yeah. So I mean, but but it it brings depth to the character because it'll inform their decisions, right? Yes, I agree. Um, so and finally, it is we're rolling on the flaw, which is yep. another D six, and some of these are also sad. <laughs> this character can have a lot of I foresee this character being played out in a, a long campaign and if you're playing it correctly I expect you to absolutely have your table have a couple of aww moments if wow. you don't never listen to our podcast again Whoa. just kidding Jeez, <laughs> our listener base out there being attacked you're so emotionally invested in this character it's great I'm not attacking them. I'm engaging them. It's different. Read a book. Engaging them with a knife <laughs> in their chest. <laughs> Still engaged. No, I'm, just, <laughs> oh my God. I'm just kidding. Anyway, time to roll the flaw. I don't know if he is, listeners. I think he might <laughs> come at you with a knife. Oh, God. I rolled a five. All right. Which is I lose my temper when people call me stupid. Okay, yeah. So uh, that goes right into the bond. Right? It does. He's it insecure. Does. I didn't want to have an uh, angry, aggressive character, but it's okay. That's okay. Wait, you for the first time didn't want to have an angry, aggressive character? Yeah, it's true. It's correct. I've grown as an individual. <laughs> and like a plant. Yeah, I blossomed. Oh, there it is. Flourished. <clears throat> you say flourished? Flourished? Flourished. I think it's. I think flourished is like a bad accent somebody calling a florist. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a florist. <laughs> Got a slight lisp. Okay, so we, is there anything else we wanted to roll on before we start trying to put all of these together? Why weren't you copy and pasting? Uh, I didn't realize that was my job. I'm sorry. I'm new here. Uh, I, don't, I don't make the rules. I just work here. Well, <laughs> well, I remember what I rolled for ideal. Yeah. No, I remember what you rolled for all of these, so that's fine. Okay. Anyway, you do that, and so the next thing we have to roll is uh, the stats. Mm -hmm. But let's see where we're at so far, right? So um, personality trait is I like the simple things in life. So I don't need, you know, like I don't need to stay in the nicest hotel on the tavern. Do I even need a bed? Who knows? Uh, well, we should know that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe the people um, that are making them up. Maybe. We don't, we don't need a lot of money. We don't need to get paid. We just like, we're just simpleton, man. <laughs> clearly, Naked. clearly we are simpletons here. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something, and then you fucking threw that out there, and I feel like I've completely <laughs> lost it now. Um, simple things in life, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, keep going. You keep ramping. I'm sure it'll come back to me. Okay, so we like, from personality trait, we like the simple things. The ideal is that we're a simple hero. Like, you know, I, I'm not very smart, but I still want to try to do some good. 
Um, and then our bond is I don't want to let people into my life for, feel, for fear that they'll laugh at my stupidity. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little reserved. I probably don't open my mouth very much. I don't want to give an opinion um, because I've more than likely been ridiculed in the past for doing so. And then my flaw is I lose my temper when people call me stupid. Um, so that feeds, like, like Jake said earlier, that does feed directly into the bond. If I do feel something strongly and I do express an opinion, if someone lashes out at me and goes, no, your opinion is not valid. No, you're stupid. I'm going to get upset. And I want to, I want to say that losing your temper, it's easy in D and D to lose your temper and then start combat, you know, mm-hmm. but you can get upset without being violent. So just, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think too, like when just listening to you kind of talk through, uh, like a decision or him, him getting involved in a conversation and then that being why somebody calls him stupid. I think, <clears throat> I think this could just be a character that has like a trigger like word just to the word stupid as a whole. Right. Because I mean, and maybe it's not stupid. Maybe it's, it's, it's dumb or maybe it's like, there's a specific word. Cause again, as someone that's not bright, I think it makes sense that he understands one insult. There's one thing that for some reason, whatever it is, we can figure it out here. Why that sets him off. And, it doesn't have to necessarily be in a, uh, when they're trying to make a decision. Uh, just as a whole, druids are are difficult to play because they are so versatile. They're not like a barbarian who is very clearly the damage-dealing tank. Or they're not like a cleric that is very strictly just the healer or, or something like that, right? Druids, you can play them and be either one of those. You can decide to be the tank or you can decide to be a healer. You can decide to be more of a glass cannon, like, damage-dealing type. Like, they have such a range in their spells that they can be extremely useful or... Oops, I didn't bring any of the right spells today, so I can't do shit. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's something where there there's a range to it. Like, uh, one of the characters that I know best as a druid is uh, Keyleth from the first campaign of Critical Role, because that's okay. the only thing I will ever reference here. Um, <laughs> it And there's so many times in the first campaign where she just didn't read her spell. <laughs> She thought she knew what it was going to do. She thought she knew how it was going to help. And then, whoops, I turned everyone into puffs of smoke, and now we can't actually fight this thing anymore until we just sit here for one minute and each focus on turning out of a puff of smoke. (laughs) Is is Keyleth, who is the voice actor who plays Keyleth, now the one who plays Jester? No, 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 no. She's the one that plays Bo. Uh, So it's Marisha, Matt's wife. And uh, the main head of Critical Role's content creation and just all around badass of a person um, okay so but she <laughs> i think i don't think she's as experienced in D D, like coming into critical role as like obviously not as matt as much as matt was or liam or or even like talison she was also kind of new to it i believe um i think matt dragged her into it when they started dating <laughs> but, <laughs> but but she but yeah she you're she, welcome <laughs> <laughs> but but she learned it and and the the druid character is a rough one. To, it's the first character I played as well. And, like, there's just so many spells and there's so many things. And this is just a very long, roundabout way of getting to the point of saying people can will be potentially calling this character stupid for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> and so it, it's something that I think we can figure out or maybe we leave it open to interpretation what his reaction is to that. Well, I would imagine, right, so to, to, to play off of what I said where – Getting upset does not inherently mean you get violence. Yeah. Maybe you create, as a player, a side little table that you put hash marks in, little ticks. Every time calls you stupid, there's a tick. 
I'm not going to talk for a while now. I'm upset. Someone else calls you stupid. Maybe 24 hours hasn't passed yet. You've got a second tick. Now maybe you might show physically that you're upset. You've got a clenched jaw. Your your arms are crossed. Third tick, maybe you lash out. And maybe like you lose a tick or two every rest. Because whenever you, you can sleep things off, right? So that's maybe a fun little way for you to engage before you become violent. And maybe if someone calls you stupid five, six times in a 24-hour period, you lose your shit. You fucking freak out. You turn your wild shape into a bear and you fuck someone up. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm, like... <laughs> I'm glad you know what I'm, saying? I'm glad we were both thinking the wild shape thing because I'm 100% here like <clears throat> who is the most famous character that is known for losing their temple temper at, at a certain thing and just going crazy and like going all all haywire Am I supposed to answer that question? I'm, I, I'm, yes, if you who would you think of? Um I'm always angry. Oh, the Hulk. Yes, okay. So, but we're <laughs> starting with the Goliath, right? So we're starting with someone who's already huge, who's already yeah. big. So in my head I was kind of like what if in order for him to self-contain himself, he does have that wild shape thing. What if it's the reverse? <laughs> what if he gets if he becomes super... a rat? Yeah, <laughs> so he becomes a super <laughs> small thing because he doesn't want to actually accidentally kill and or hurt someone. So he wild shapes into a mouse. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing! That could be like the fourth tick in twenty-four hours. You wild shape into a small creature, and then you just have this raging little mouse that's just scurrying around like fuck this, fuck that, fuck it, and then like chewing on shit and just like trying to like I don't know. That was that was I was like that's a fun because. Again, like he's he's self aware at least uh, of some of this, but but yeah. So I think I think that's a fun little element we can have. Um, let's start trying to roll the stats now and figure okay. out um, some life events that have happened uh, for this character. Let's do it. Um, so I, I'm going to start at the top if you with strength. If you want to okay. start with at the bottom with charisma, that's okay. fine. Okay. Um, and I'm going to keep it traditional and uh, you know not have sex before marriage and get rid of the lowest uh, number. Wow, all sorts of worldviews being brought out here. <laughs> I don't know how that relates, um, but you know. It, they're tied together now. They're tied together now. Just, you know, no. Tied the knot. Now I can roll the dice, also known as having sex. Is it? Yeah. You know, it's like those memes, like, you know, sex is great at all, but if you've ever rolled a nat 20. <laughs> Hi, welcome <laughs> everyone that is the target audience of this podcast. <laughs> 4d6, coming up. What did I say I was getting rid of? The lowest one? Yeah. Well, this makes a lot of sense. A six, a six, and a five. What was the Damn. other one? A, a one. Yeah. I rolled a one, a six, a six, and a five. See, okay. Yeah, you're fine. There you go. So you got a 17 for strength for this. Well, he's a Goliath. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, he probably gets stuff added on already. Check his Goliath stats. Oh, it's true. You do that while you... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to roll charisma. <clears throat> All right. I'm getting rid of the, the lowest one. Okay, cool. Um, got a four, a three, a two, and a two. So we're getting rid of the two. So we have seven plus two is nine. So the charisma is a niner. Um, not bad, not bad. I mean, it's it, it sort of means he's not very personable, um, but also not that intimidating. You know, I mean, well, you'll see. I mean, maybe you can, because I mean, just being a large Goliath-like creature. Is is a little intimidating in itself. Oh, for um, sure. So, I could not find anything about any additives for being okay. a Goliath. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll decks now. Okay. Forty six. I rolled a four, a four, a five, and a five. Jesus. So, what so is drop. That's fourteen. That's for decks. Four, fourteen decks, baby. Good lord. 
Um, okay. So <laughs> the physical traits that you are taking care of are, are coming through in a, in a way that uh, are, are good. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So wisdom's the next one for me, correct? Uh, correct. All righty then. Let's see. Okay. Oh, I almost rolled exactly the same thing. <laughs> um, so I rolled a four, a three, a three, and a two. So two threes instead of two twos. So that makes it ten. So he has a wisdom of ten. So average wisdom. Okay. Not bad. No, not bad so, at all. Okay. So now constitution, mm-hmm. 46. Coming right up. Oh my god, these dice are loaded. I rolled a three, four, five, six. So drop the 3, 4 plus 5 is a 9-er, plus 6 is 15. Jeez. Um, (laughs) Okay. Intelligence. All right, low. No whammy. 6. Just four ones. Jeez, I just rolled the same thing. I rolled a 4, a 3, a 3, and a 2. So it's a 10. Your dice are loaded. Roll again. What? No, it's 10. It's fine. We're going with 10. I rolled really high as well. <laughs> this isn't even really high. This is literally average. So fine, it, fine. It, and again, like, so he can still be dumb. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not that. All it means is that he he has average book intelligence, meaning that he probably went to some form of school when like going up against other people. Like, as far as overall, actual, he went to secondary high school. <laughs> sure. Um, he he's probably going to be on par with, if not a little below, um, like a peasant, like a normal person that is like right. I mean, his physical characteristics obviously make him stronger and bigger with a seventeen strength, and he's fourteen dex and a, and a fifteen con. But intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, his his uh, mental characteristics are just. Sure, leave leave something to be desired a little bit. And granted, Druid does cast with wisdom, so he's not going to get really any pluses to that. He is going to be a little bit more physical uh, in, okay. in, in that way. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think this is fine. It just means he's average at best, and this is just this affects his roles. It doesn't necessarily mean the way he acts has to be a hundred percent like this. He can still do. True dumb things and lose his temper um you're right you're right and i did find some goliath increases they get a plus two to strength and a plus one to con damn yeah dude i love that this guy's gonna be like a like a stupid strong giant though yeah that makes me happy and and so again though this kind of this could be a fun character i know we haven't done multi-classing here before but this it's kind of just looking like this could be a fun character that is multi-classed with a barbarian in a way, and he doesn't want to give in to the barbarian instincts, right? Like, oh, yeah. And, and like, so he's constantly trying to... Because when looking at these, these stats, he is the most effective <laughs> with brute force, is what I would imagine, instead of his actual um, uh, uh, spells or uh, druid-like instincts. So I, I think that kind of gives us then some insight potentially like he is big not, and not just big to the point of, Oh yeah, he's just a Goliath. So therefore he's big. Like, no, he's got a 19 strength that is almost yeah. maxed out at the very fucking beginning. So yeah. even amongst <laughs> Goliaths, he is big. He, he is, you look up, you look up brick shit house in the dictionary <laughs> and there's a picture of Dro. So, so to that extent, 
how did he get exposed to becoming a druid? Why is this the path he ended up going? And oh. why did he decide to not use his brute strength? Why is he is he like trying to, to hide against that, right? That's the first question I would kind of pose to you. And I think if we want to look into the personality traits or the ideals or, you know, that stuff and see what in there could inform something that may have happened. And again, we still need to figure out this rose, right? Um, he's searching for this mystical rose. Um, yes. So how right die? out of the gate, right out of the gate, the strength stat, while it is awesome and it makes me excited that he's going to make this gentle giant, it does kind of take my initial hopes and dreams with character, throw it in a dumpster and light it on fire. One um, thing. Was, one thing does that. Does a whole yeah. dumpster fire. Yeah, dude. His motivation to becoming a druid was going to be the fact that he was going to be weak and pitiful amongst his Goliath tribe. He was, he was not going to be as strong or as big as everyone else. But yeah. now I feel obligated to make this guy be like the max height a Goliath can be. Yeah. And he's big as shit. So i got to figure out another reason why his tribe... Maybe he fucking lennied someone. Maybe he accidentally you know, just went to go gave someone a hug and then they... Never moved again. <laughs> One, he I killed love the that. farmer's daughter. Show him where the rabbits are. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know how I feel about Lennied being a verb, but yep, <laughs> yep. I 100% get, get where you're coming from. I mean, I mean yeah, I, I, think, I think that's interesting. And, and, and so Goliaths usually are, you know, more in the mountains and, and, kind of tribal-like creatures, but he doesn't have to have been from there, right? I mean, did the, did this incident happen maybe because he, you know, it wasn't in a tribe and actually was living in a normal settlement of some sort? And just to your point, like he, not being a larger individual, not knowing his own strength, actually accidentally killed a gnome. <laughs> like, just yeah. just from just opening a door it. or something. Yeah. And, and so, like... <laughs> That would almost be a little bit more interesting because then we can at least play with, okay, so if he wasn't in the tribe, how did he get here? Why is he here? Or if you want to just do it where it's like, oh, you know, he was in the tribe and he was a brick shithouse there and just killed one of them. Um, But I think if we can build – again, I'm always trying to give like different life events that end up diverging from the path they were on, right? Because that helps inform where these, these different elements of the character could have come from. For sure. And I agree. Um, and I don't, I think, I always really like the first idea that pops into my head. I don't know why. Maybe, do it. It's, that's how I t- maybe that's how I take exams. <laughs> it's like in high school, it's like, sure, this answer feels right, done, not thinking about it anymore. So I like the idea that this was an accident. Okay. He accidentally hurt someone. Okay. Um, what kind of accident that is, though, I'm, I haven't fully decided quite yet. Do you have any thoughts? Um, well, I mean, it, it could have been... And maybe he, again, if, if, do we, okay, I'll ask you this question. Do you want, do you feel strongly about him being, having known a, a Goliath tribe and like being more like wild and out with, with those types of people? Or are you thinking he's from a society where there are a different range of races that all live together in, in kind of harmony? Or is it that he is this exotic race and is part of a more civilized thing and people look at him as an outsider? Or is he just, a loner out in the wood, like the from those paths. Which one of those maybe makes you feel a little bit more excited? I like the, him being an outsider of sorts. Okay, so like 
a human city or a dwarven like uh, city of some sort that is mainly humanoid races that consist of whether it's elves, dwarves, and those like mix of things. And he's like one of the only Goliaths there. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I like that as well. That excites me because then that incident could be maybe he has like foster parents. Or maybe he has people that found him and are trying to now raise him in, in some way, shape, or form, and he accidentally kills one of them. You know, just because by the uh, what's the age? How, how do Goliaths age? Um, Goliaths' oh, lifespans sure. are comparable to humans. They enter adulthood in their late teens and usually live less than a century. Okay, so they have similar lifespans. But either way, with him growing so large and just being so big. He could, at the age of 12, 13, you know, something just in a fit of adolescent rage, accidentally, you know, Dude. kill someone. I like that. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this idea, and I'm going to make it be like, since he is a Goliath, he's going to have grown. I mean, he has to hit eight feet by the time he's done with, like, a human's level of puberty, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when he's, like, eight, he's going to be gigundous. <laughs> official so official I, term right there gigundus yeah. went to the doctor so, they're like son you are gigundus you, you we are gigundus. measured and on this chart here we have tall we have big as shit and then there's gigundus <laughs> and you're up here um no but for real like he has he's going to mature at so based on the, what you said about the human he's going to mature at a human like level mm-hmm. but he's not going to grow at a human's like level so i like the fact that maybe he was adopted by someone who had human kids Maybe a farmer or um, some other peasant needed just help. He needed extra just brute strength. And he they kind of took this person in. Maybe they were up for hire. Maybe they were adopted. Who knows? Um, but they ended up accidentally just through play because they were an 8-year-old playing with another 8-year-old. Accidentally killed them because they were the size of a massive adult at that time. Okay. So I'm a man. Okay, yes. I like that. So he. So was he there helping? Sorry, the cable just fell on my feet, and I thought it was a spider, and I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> okay, well, there's a mini heart attack for the day. We can keep that in or get rid of it. I don't care. <laughs> um, so through this, through this playing with um, with a kid, was he there helping on the farm? Are you saying like he was brought in as a helping hand, or or like he was just playing with some neighborly kids in the area while his parents were helping on this farm, and he was playing like with the farmer's kids. Um, it could have, I think I like the idea of that his, maybe his family had a deal or relationship with these farmers and like they had this new, this new child and it's just like, all right, we're going to go work now. You go play, like be careful, accidentally, uh, kills this human child, Mm -hmm. um, which then brings shame onto his family. And now the family, obviously the family's. The human families obviously no longer go on to do business with them. They get shunned. Maybe they get kicked out of the town that they're in. And it just brings a lot of embarrassment and responsibility onto this, uh, onto Dro. Okay. So is this, <clears throat> is, is he in a normal Goliath-like family relationship? Because that, that could be fine. He could just have, you know, Goliath, mother and father. And again, he's going to be larger than them as well. So they could just be, to your point, they're maybe a, a normal family that, being Goliaths, know that they can be used for more physical labor-like stuff. So they're constantly like freelancing, going around, saying, "Hey, yeah, I can move crates. Hey, yeah, I can help on this farm. Hey, yeah, I can, you know, just be the muscle while you're moving. Mm-hmm. You know, going up a, a trail. Like they don't necessarily have to be adventurers. No, 
so I mean, they, 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 it could just be a normal Goliath family, and then what could happen after this is when they realize that okay, our our son, you know, we need to not keep being around other uh, people <laughs> right now until he yeah. he learns to control this in some way or, or 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 in some form, and maybe they go into like an isolation and they just raise him out in the woods, and they raise him in in more in a nature based like way. Um, so that he can hopefully learn to control that and just learn his own strength. And then through that, maybe they, that's where they're out in the woods. That's where he gets introduced to a, some form of druidic, druidic magic. Or maybe they themselves even have heard of something out there. And they're, they're hoping, oh, if we can just go. Maybe they're the ones that first think of this rose. And maybe the, the whole thing of the rose is that it, it does something in, in a calming way, right? Or it does something mm-hmm. uh, in, in in a way to help rein that back in. What do you? What? Do you, yeah. What are your thoughts? So my initial thoughts on the rose when I created it is that someone is. So my initial thought for this character was that someone no longer wants him around, and they want to try to get rid of him because he's dumb and he's big and he's just annoying and he's a burden. Someone doesn't want him around. And he falls in like a puppy love with someone that he knows he can't have or knows he can't meet. So someone, mm-hmm. someone, someone in his life sees that as an opportunity. Like you know, there's this mystical rose that makes people fall in love with you if you give it to them. You should go find that and give that to her. And that's why he goes out and leaves whoever he was with. Okay. That's my that was my initial thought when I created that motivation. Uh, but um, unless he's got like a sibling that resents him, his, I don't think his parents would do that. So well, well, but. <laughs> Parents can resent their children. It's sad and unfortunate, but it, I, I like that. I like where you started with that. And what I would kind of say is, maybe what happens is the, the the kill the farm. He accidentally kills the farmer's kid. They get shunned from society. They don't want to have that level of embarrassment, and they, they so they don't want to get involved anymore. Living out in the woods, they spend a decade out there raising their kid till he's like eighteen, nineteen, or whatever. And maybe he then. They, maybe they're searching for this rose. Maybe they hear something about this, like through the druidic arts or, or, or something, that this, this rose is a thing. And if they can get that, that will help him kind of. I'm trying to think of the right. Like, because what is his flaw? Or his, his, issue, his flaw and his issue is that he loses his temper when people call him stupid. Mm-hmm. Fits into the strength and being too big. So maybe the rose is in itself something that will repress that. in a way so they start looking for it and that's how they come across the druid thing and then they spend a decade looking for it out in the woods and living out in this area and then how why when you say oh the parents want to resent him i say they could but it has to be something big that happens that make them resent him right like imagine if you spend a day and this i'm not a parent myself but i could not (laughs) i would imagine putting that much time and effort into someone you love and care about and wanting them to improve and then getting to the end of it and having it still be an issue would be extremely frustrating. Yeah. So what if he accidentally kills one of his parents after Mm. all of this? I mean, and maybe so again, it's going back to the same well and kind of doing the, Oh no, I accidentally killed someone again. And like, maybe it's not that, but I'm just, that was the first thing that came to me is, and then the other parent that's left is like, this is, fuck this. I'm done. You go find your fucking rose. You go find this thing. You go like, it's out there. It go. Yeah. Like, or, or, and, and again with him being a simpleton, they explain it as, okay, 
you know, you've, you've done it. You've reached your, your level, and now you're able to go out into the world yourself. You need to carry this quest on by yourself, and you need to find this rose. And you know what? If you find it, come back. Come back here. I'll be here. I'll be waiting for you. And then whichever, whether it's the mother or the father, is just in mourning, right? Because yeah. they lost their partner, and now they realize that their son is just a danger. And, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they just send him out into the world. <laughs> here, fuck it. Go kill other people. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> That's kind of what I imagined. That's he. I kind of imagined. I'm, I think there's a lot of typical tropes with this character, and I think there is a, going to be some level of abandonment. However, that comes about. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of maybe they're like they're living in the woods, and maybe they they need to gather more firewood for the fire tonight. They're running low, so him and the dad go out and they're chopping down trees. And he's just so strong and so good at chopping down trees, he cuts down multiple. Not thinking of where they're going to land and. Sounds comedic, but a tree crushes his father yeah. or something, you so, know, just because, again, that recklessness, his mm-hmm. childlike mindset and just his brute strength that he can't control causes him to just hack down trees with no thought as to where they're going to fall. Yeah. And then he crushes his dad. Very Paul, Puny- Paul Bunyan-esque. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, the other relationship-wise, what I was kind of thinking of, and I know we kind of said that we just want them to both be Goliath parents. Um but uh, I just had the thought of Hagrid and okay. his dad. I don't know if you It's not really in the films, but in the books. You read the books, right? I did. So I don't it's know. It's been if, a while, but yeah. Okay, but I don't know if you remember, like, Hagrid is half giant, right? And mm-hmm. so his dad is the human. And so, like, his relationship with his dad is that he constantly would pick him up and he would carry him on his shoulder and all of that. Like, so, like, their type of, like, relationship was one of this, like, maybe similar to this uh and maybe his dad was someone that was constantly vouching for him. And the mom maybe just naturally started to resent um, him. Because maybe maybe his uh, personality trait of, I like the simple things in life, comes from his dad. Maybe his dad was more nature, outdoorsy, likes camping, going and doing all of this. And like maybe his mom was like, no, I need, you know, like just a little bit. Like I need something. I need connection with other people. And so like maybe she was mm-hmm. against this from the beginning when the dad gets killed then. She's like, I'm, I can't, I, I don't know what else to do. I, I can't do anything else for you. And maybe she never believed in this rose and it was a thing that dad had heard and it's a story that's passed down and passed down. And so she uses that again at, to your initial motivation with it. It's like a, fine, yes, it's real, all right? It's out there. You just have to go find it. Go, go to this whatever, like just go. And she just yeah. tells him to go out and, and go find it. And he's like, okay, all right. Just throws yeah. the basketball and... Leaves a cup of pudding behind and runs yep. away. Yep. Wow. All of the sad 90s kids references for <laughs> for, for, for poor Dro. Okay. So so it sounds like we have two accidental killings. One, yes. And, and does he know that he accidentally killed that eight-year-old? Like, is it a thing that registers in his mind of what happened? Or was it like, oh, yeah, I was just playing. like, And, and, he, and he doesn't, hasn't, like... I'm trying to get to. Like, I don't. No, I get what you're saying, and I don't think that they would like tell an eight-year-old child like you killed this person. Like I feel like by the time you're around, maybe I mean again, I don't have kids, so I don't know when kids start to understand the concept of life and death. I feel like that's why you get them goldfish when they're young. But um, parenting 101, get your kid a goldfish. Um, so I just don't know if you would tell an eight-year-old. I feel like you try to protect them because it's their first yeah. mistake. It sucks. Yeah. The family's upset. It has uprooted their whole life, but they're going to try to protect them. Mm-hmm. So I think that Dro would refer back to this incident as just like the accident. 
never really use the word death. If it's if it's ever talked about, if another PC pulls somehow pulls it out of him, gains his trust, it's always like, oh, I, there was an accident when I was a kid, um, and we couldn't live with his family anymore. And he never really acknowledges that he killed someone. So maybe he knows, maybe he doesn't. I feel like that's something that uh, is it doesn't change anything, but um. It's something yeah. for you to decide on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at because I think then there's going to be, like, because he obviously will know he killed his dad. Right? Yeah, like he's going to be an adult by the time that happens. Yeah, and so, like, he'll, he'll, he'll know that. And so I think it'll be a very emotional potential moment when he then has the realization that this wasn't the first time he had done this. That, yeah. Like, oh, that accident as a kid wasn't, oh, sh- what? Like, and so, like, I think that it, that plays into his fear of himself. That this mm-hmm. fear of the strength, and so why he wants to become better at being a druid is so that like he can calm that down within himself. And the one thing I wanted to say before I forget that I kind of had as an idea for this rose, the story for it. I mean, there's a spell uh, that you can use that is called calm emotions, and usually the way that you um, magic items can be created is just a simple way of doing it is oh take this spell. This spell can be cast by this thing. Ta-da. Yeah. So like <clears throat> maybe the 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 rose itself is just constantly emitting the spell of calm emotions. Right? Like and it's not necessarily you cast it, I mean that makes it a little OP. I mean the spell calm emotions in itself is not uh, uh super broken. It allows you to kind of like, you know, bring people down and can depending on how your DM wants to interpret it, can avoid fights. Um but if this rose is in itself constantly able to bring that down in somebody maybe that's the whole story right and that's the the whole thing is like oh this this rose stopped a war or this rose stopped you know something from happening just by simply being there and just being a part of something um and it's you know at the center of the deepest woods now because um i don't know (laughs) someone put it there because they were uh, uh, afraid of its of its power of or or maybe the, the evil ruler or maybe that's it so it was a big king Wanted to fight another war, but some wise druid brought him this rose and was like, you know what? No, yeah, you're right. I don't need to do this war, blah, blah, blah. Held onto the rose for a long time, but then the, like, generals or whoever of the king wanted, like, no, we need to continue to conquest and build our kingdom and blah, 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 blah. Fuck this rose. Get it out of here. Go hide it out in the woods in the deepest, darkest part of all of this so that it can never prevent war again or something. (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe someone left it with a dragon. (laughs) <laughs> and the dragon then now is no longer attacking and, 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 and as hungry as it once was because it has this rose that just makes it feel satiated and satisfied. And yeah. So then it's like, okay, so do you want to go steal this rose from a dragon? Like, because one, you either then have to fight that dragon and take it, or two, if you just steal it and take it, the dragon's going to be pissed now. Yeah, because all of a sudden <laughs> like, it's going to be, it's got lifetimes of rage that was quenched, and all of a sudden it's going to just come back. Yeah. Oh, I kind of really like that. <laughs> I Maybe, like that too. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what that, maybe, are we, are we good with the, that then? That's what the rose Yeah, does? The, dra- the dragon stole it. I, I don't know if it was given to the dragon or the dragon stole it. I don't think that's important, but the dragon has it. Okay, so well, I, I think, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe the myth changes, and it's always a little different. But I, I think I kind of like even just a wizard decided to go deal with his fucking dragon. Knew he couldn't kill it, couldn't beat it. So instead of trying to do that, it he created this rose. He created yeah. this thing that will allow it to just feel satiated. Um, okay, so that's where it is. So he has to go find. So, so the trail he's kind of on is this old mythical uh, uh, path 
that this dragon ravaged, right? Like, oh yeah, this city mm-hmm. was destroyed, and then this city was destroyed, and then all of this, and like, this was hundreds of years ago now, but yeah, I guess he's got to be somewhere around here, right? If this was the yeah. last city he apparently destroyed, where would he be hidden now? Where was this wizard's tower that made this rose, and okay. where, where can we go find it? Okay, so... So let's, let's summarize what we got so far. So yeah. we know that there are two incidences that resulted in death. One, yeah. when he was a child, and he yeah. accidentally killed another child. And then two, when he kills his human father by mistake while maybe... Not maybe. While scavenging for supplies for their... Are, are, um, we, are we for sure saying that his parents are human? I do like that idea. No, I like the idea... So I like the idea of the of mixed... Oh, the, the mixed, mixed marriage. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he's kind maybe, of half-Goliath. No, but, you know, just because you're mixed doesn't mean you're, like... Sure. No, you no, can no, still no, look no. strong okay. so, so I didn't mean that in a way of, like, oh, we got to change his stats or change his race. But, like, like his parentage is, is a mix, is what I meant. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I like the idea that, the, you know, um, he likes the simple things in life. He gets that from his father, but his mom always wanted to try to acclimate with uh, the humans. Okay. She wanted to try to acclimate into society. That was her goal. That's how she fell in love with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how their relationship started. Okay. So he accidentally kills the father. Um, mother realizes that now without a human backing her up and a son that just randomly accidentally kills people, she can never accomplish her goal. Sends him out on this quest to find this mystical rose that, um, like you said, the myth changes like myths always do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but for certain, a dragon has it. Okay. A dragon has this rose. Okay. So that's where we're at so far, correct? Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's that's a lot, right? I mean, I think that's a, that's a good kind of backstory. Because I mean, the DM now can decide where's the mom. What did she fuck off to do? Is she trying to go back into a human society? Because I mean, I like that she's kind of a cold, distant parent because she now blames Zero for essentially taking from her everything she wanted growing up, which was to accumulate into a human society. So like, yeah. is she now going back to her old Goliath? people and like where she used to have a home does she just go into another city and try and like set up shop there is she just work like because again she was maybe the muscle right she could have been someone that helped with all these things so now that he's finally gone maybe she can go back into town and i'm not saying she's going to look to find a new husband but just necessarily go back in and be close to people again and interact with with humans Mm -hmm. um and maybe she is a little bit smaller on the end of goliath right and maybe she wasn't accepted by her goliath tribe and he's now her son Dro is huge, and so she hates that because it reminds her of all of those Goliath people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the DM can decide wherever she's going. Um, the DM can decide what the actual myth and the trail for this rose is. And I, I think when they were out in the woods, I think maybe there was just some interaction with uh, uh, druids of the Circle of the Land. Right when they're living out there, maybe there was some people that they found that they thought, "Hey, can you help?" teach our son a way to be useful without having to use his strength without having to use all of this because he will just kill people yeah (laughs) he doesn't he's not aware of his own strength blah blah what what can you teach him that will keep him from going all angry and aggressive and maybe that's where they teach him the mouse thing (laughs) they teach him anytime you you feel like you're getting a little you know too much just whoop just yep wild shape into a mouse just turn yourself into a mouse just turn yourself into a mouse real quick calm down be okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that also that also plays into my other canon trope with this character is that I want him to be very emotionally invested into wildlife. 
I, I don't know if there is a spell in D&D okay. that has, like, communicate with plants, but yeah. if, I, I want him to be able to, like... Yeah, it's a Like, you enter, you enter someone's home, and he's got neglected plants. Drow's going to be kind of upset about it. And be like, listen, man, this plant is screaming for help. Can you not hear that? <laughs> like, you need to take care of this. He likes to lay in the grass. It's like a form of meditation. It's hanging out. And okay. I would like... <laughs> this is something that I imagined with him when I created him, but I want that to be a canon for this character. He's going to always be hyper aware of the surrounding foliage anywhere he goes. Okay. Inside of a bar, do they have plants? Inside of a house, what kind of plants do they have? So DM, be prepared for whoever plays this character to ask you about the plant life in every area oh, you man. enter. That's the worst. Okay, so <laughs> yes, there is, a, there is speak with plants. It is a druid spell. And the only thing is it's a third-level spell, so you don't get it right away. But, again, maybe you start uh, – let me see. Where exactly – for for druids, when do they get their third-level spells? I think it's, it's more relatively early. Uh, it's it's fifth level, so it's a, it's a bit off. But, again, okay. maybe maybe what happens is – or maybe he has a magical item that allows him to do this that, that – sure, that was given to him by the druids. Because I think what, what maybe happens is – in in his first interaction with whatever local druid lived in the woods, which could be another uh, a member of, of an ally or something that he resorts back to, um, they cast this spell on him and allowed him to interact with nature and, and get to know it and talk with it. And maybe it was the first time he was communicating with someone that didn't um, make him feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> because when you speak with plants, like... Um, let me see. Uh, 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 yeah, so you imbue you imbue plants within thirty feet of you with limited sentience and animation, giving them the ability to communicate with you uh, and follow your simple commands. You can question plants about events in the spell's area within the past day, gaining information about what creatures have passed, the weather, and other circumstances. So mm-hmm. again, it's mainly used for a sense of tracking. Um, it says plants may be able to perform other tasks on your behalf at the DM's discretion. The spell doesn't enable plants to uproot themselves and move about, but they can freely move branches and tendrils and stalks. Yeah, um, and I, for, for me, if I were to play this character in a campaign, I would use this speak with plants ability. Like, let's say I convince my DM to give that to me early on, not give it to me at fifth level. Mm-hmm. I would 100% just use it for comedic moments. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't like I wouldn't be walking up to plants level one and be like, is this person evil? Yeah. Like, how does yeah, he, yeah, yeah. the person that owns this bar, how does he treat people? Like, I'm not yeah. trying to break the game with this spell. I'm trying to be like, so how's your day? Yeah, 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 yeah. And just like, so like, while the group's having an important conversation with someone, I'm in the corner mumbling to plants. Because like, <laughs> I don't want to be involved in the important conversation because I might say something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that is that is fun and it kind of fits in with his character, right? It's his way of just, these are his people. These are people that yeah. are – because plants don't get like a crazy high intelligence. I mean they're super – I mean what was interesting for me is one of the main interactions that I can draw back to is in Critical Role, um, <laughs> Marisha's – character of Keyleth, the druid, would use this to speak with the, a, a tree in the center of town that they would use to teleport a lot. And so she would always just talk to it, and Matt always just voiced it as this kind of super hippie, simple, like, hey, yeah. No. Like, <laughs> and it was this older tree, so it was like, it's a little bit more sentient, but like, they're not super smart or super wise. Like, they're just, they're plants. They don't know yeah. anything. They're just, and so it's like, yeah, I, I definitely think the reason he feels so 
in tune with them is because they're in the same level of intellect. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's fun. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely here for that. And again, it could be a magic item or it could be like, maybe it's just a necklace or a thing that allows him to cast it certain times per day or maybe, I don't know what, whatever it is. Um, or maybe, maybe he, that's his early on motivation is he, he knows he needs to get better at being a druid so he can get that. Right. So that like, or maybe he's looking for, I mean, yeah, however you want to go and play with it in your game as the DM, like it's yeah. good for the players to have goals. So if you're setting mm-hmm. that as a goal, fifth level, depending how fast you're leveling them takes a long time. Um, if you start at level one, some start at level three, so it's not as long, but blah, 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 whatever, however you want to get it. I think that's a fun element. Yeah. Yeah, inside, one last thing I want to say about the speak with plants is, like, let's say your DM decides not to give you a magic item or not to give this to you at level one. That doesn't mean you can't still, quote-unquote, speak with plants. You can still, like, you know, you can still just, like, walk up to a plant and have a one-sided conversation with it, which then would lead to an awesome character moment when you actually hit fifth level and you talk to a plant and it responds. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, you just lose your fucking mind. Yeah, well, because, um, again, through through the the thought process of maybe this mentor or person of the whatever forest druid thing that has helped him kind of calm down, learn how to change shape and first introduce him to talking to plants. Like he knows they can talk. He knows like he's done it before he's interacted with them. So when he's talking to them, he's like, I know, I know I can't hear you, but I know you can hear me. Yeah. (laughs) And so he's, he's just this guy that is constantly trying to interact. And yeah. And then you have that moment when he finally gets it. He's like, today's the day. I feel it. I can do it. I can do it today. Um, yeah. So I all think right. that's fun. And and, and that kind of co- helps counterbalance the, all the death. Yes. <laughs> all, all, all of the accidental killing yes. <laughs> that, that this person would have done. All right. So let's move on from talking about plants. We've got that established. I yep. think we have a solid uh, motivation, his yep. uh, or not motivation, solid backstory and overall motivation. Because yep. I brought it to the table. I mean, we had to figure awesome. out what it was. You just brought a rose. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so lastly, I think we can bang out these next few things real quick. Um, we need to talk about his alignment, his age and what he looks like. Okay. So we already have a hint at his alignment with his ideal, which is he's a simple hero. I may not be very smart, but I can still do some good, which is a good alignment. Okay. Um, So back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the intro, that means he cares about others more than himself. Yes. So now I think, okay, go ahead. Yeah. I think that, I think he may not still. He may still not know how to control his size, but he realizes that his size might be an issue. So he's always trying to not accidentally kill someone, <laughs> which is why he puts other people above himself. It's like if I have to step out of the way potentially into harm, so I don't accidentally harm someone, I'm not going to make this mistake for a third time. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah. For him, yeah, yeah. Um, I I was going to say, like, yeah, you know what? In the morning, I just wake up. I'm like, you know what? I can do it today. Today's going to be good. He wakes up in the morning and goes, you know what? Just don't kill someone today. Yeah. <laughs> just, don't, just don't accidentally pet someone's hair a little too hard. <laughs> All right, eucalyptus tree. We got this. Fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, that speaks to his good alignment. But now as far as lawful to chaotic goes, lawful was what? Rules matter more than... Rules matter more than people. Um, I can pull up the small example it did because it did do a lawful good. Yeah. And, and so a lawful good character's moral philosophy might be, I follow the rules because rules keep people safe, even if they are sometimes inconvenient or harmful to me or other individuals. 
That's what they. That's the example they get for lawful good. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm just. And then what? What was the thing for chaotic? Chaotic was chaotic is individuals matter more to me than rules. Okay. And then neutral was it's a case to case basis, right? Yes, case by case basis. Well, what do you think? What I feel th- like case by case basis is the easiest, especially like for me as a player. Sometimes when I show up to the to play every week, you know, sometimes I'm not invested. Sometimes it's just like you know I don't want to do this today. So, like, I sure. might not give a shit about but, what my character cares about. So, but, in the moment, I can make a choice. Okay. But in, in, not in, <laughs> not in that way. Like, not in thinking of it, like, as a, oh, what am I going to want to be doing at the table? Like, think of it for Dro as a character in a book. Like, if he's a character in a book that you're not thinking about playing, the way he would interact in a scenario, do you think he, because I, I could make an argument for any one of those three. Because mm-hmm. for Lawful, he could see rules as a way of, no, it, it helps maintain order so that I don't accidentally hurt and or kill someone. He could have his own rules and things he sets up that like he like the mouse thing. Um, yeah, that's right. Rule, rules don't have to be like the overarching laws of the land that we live in. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's where my brain is. Yeah. So I like the idea that he creates his own code, his own rules that keeps him out of his own troubles. Yes. And, and because it, 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 but but then. We go back to the argument of, well, why is he setting up those rules? It's because to him, individuals matter more than the the overall basis, right? And so, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to necessarily change anything too much about how you you play him. I mean, it could. But it's just... What what do you want his driving force to be? Is it that he will beat himself up trying to stick to these rules, or is it that he is will do whatever it takes to try and protect people? Right? Does yeah. he have like a stringent code? Is he more OCD and lined up with it, or is he more the type that is just like I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to try and make sure I don't kill anyone today? Like you know, like through like I don't know. It, it's it's a subtle thing. But it, I get what you're saying, and I feel like I'm going to take the cop out here and say that he could very easily dance between both of them. Okay. Like, if he's presented with a law of a town, and he hears that rule, he's like, you guys cannot do this, and he hears that, and he's like, you know what? That makes sense. That keeps people safe. I agree. And it lines... I don't know. So, final answer, I think his overarching way you play this character day by day is he's trying not to accidentally kill people, like okay. you mentioned. So, neutral good. Okay, yes, let's do that. Neutral okay. good. Neutral good's fine. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, just trying to talk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I understand. Um, but I, had, I, yeah, I wanted to make a decision, and so he's going he's gonna to be neutral good. Good. All right. Case by case basis. So now his age, I think we've already established that, correct? He's going to be 18 to 20? Yeah, somewhere in there. He just got kicked out of the house for killing his dad. Yep, time to get your own insurance. <laughs> um, I'm tired of paying for this shit. Um, okay. And so then as far as allies and organizations, I mean, I don't know if he really has any organizations, his mom's out there somewhere doing whatever. Um, yeah, his mom's out there somewhere. Maybe he has some druid teacher out there. Um, yeah. Or all I mean, of it, that. It, it could even be like, it's not necessarily like, uh, one individual teacher. Maybe there's just a forest that has, you know, protectors over it that are these old, druids that that was the forest they lived in and he you know was the neighborhood kid that was always like hey 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 i want to talk to plants again today can you like blah blah blah, and do this and help me figure that out and there was like four or five of them that all just kind of live sporadically out there i mean whatever the dm kind of wants that that's where his druidic exposure came from it could be one person that is like a radagast right that was his name yeah radagast just nailed it um or (laughs) uh it could be several that are like a certain order or or something that live out in 
in the nature where he's from. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, what were you thinking overall appearance? We know he's like an eight foot tall brick shit house. <laughs> yeah. So he's huge. He's stacked. He's eight feet. Um, very strong. And then, so I know we just created a feral character last week, but I mean, this, we decided already that his family's living in the woods. So he's going to yeah. be. But, he's not going to be feral. He's going to be dirty. Well, but remember, remember his mom and, and her wants and her desire to oh, still yeah. trying to be a little bit more civilized. So, so I, maybe they set up shop by like a lake and they bathe. <laughs> yes, um, that's that's <laughs> possible. So I, I would say that that is part of it, and his hygiene could still be something that he takes seriously because of her. Um, but I was going to just also say that like he he you, people that live in isolation in the woods still can make their own clothes <laughs> and still be perfectly fine and hunt and, and, and like skin animals or sew and, and, and make things from other stuff. So it doesn't mean he has to be feral because he lives in the woods. Um, You're right. So I'm going to say he's got leather, leather armor. That's going to be homemade. So it's not going to be perfect. It's going to have some flaws. Um, maybe, uh, maybe his, so not maybe his leather armor is just going to be a smidge too tight. Because he grew out of them, yep. but his mom didn't see it worthwhile quite yet to make another pair of clothes for him. So, like he's gone, he's <laughs> he's grown through so many pairs of leather armor that finally it gets a little too tight. But she thinks he's done growing, which yeah. he is. So she was gonna wait it out and not make anymore. Um, so he's got leather armor that's a little too tight. Okay, I like that. That's funny. Um, the other thing I was gonna say is just overall general like physical. Uh, um, what is the word like? Uh, little ticks or movements of this character? What are, what are those like? Um, what's it? Uh, mannerisms? Yes, the mannerisms of of Dro. I feel like are that of a a giant like Saint Bernard that still thinks he's a puppy, right? That is like yeah. a huge dog that is like, hey, I can still fit on your lap, right? Cool. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll just come up and like, and so I think he. he but just, I don't think I don't think he should be too. Reckless though. Well, no, no, no. no, no. But, but like in in the general way he like walks and carries himself. I, I think like I don't think he he. I'm talking about like even just shoulder posture, right? He's not a, a shoulders back coming at you like chest out kind. He's he's more like I think he's even self conscious in that like he's slouched a little bit. He is trying yeah. to constantly be smaller, smaller than he is because he thinks he is in mentality. I agree. So like he he is constant not like hunchbacked but his shoulders are slumped forward and yeah. but he's very energetic and very excited and very like he's just not confident. yeah i don't i i definitely understand what you're saying and I, I think you know you can definitely look at a person and tell by how, how they're standing their level of confidence yes. he's going to be in himself a little bit because he's not yeah. fully confident in who he is and his body size and how much space he takes up in the world mm-hmm. So I agree. He's gonna have he's gonna have a slight slouch. His shoulders are gonna be forward mm-hmm. again, like you mm-hmm. said, okay. not hunched back. He's not deformed. Yeah, but then the, he's trying to make himself smaller. The last thing, appearance wise, I would say is what type of plant um, accessories does he have? Because he has oh, to. True, Valerie, he, <laughs> he has, has to. to have something that is like, oh, I just I really like this, or I really oh these these specific leaves are like I don't like it could be a bracelet or a necklace or a whole fucking cape made out of something where it's like it's just like yeah the, the, the these plants were always the the coolest types of things but like just what article of clothing or thing is it uh it could so, be a, a leaf crown so dude you know what i'm thinking 
So I'm looking at this picture of Goliaths, right? And a lot of these Goliaths that I see on um, the Forgotten Realms fandom sure. wiki is that they have almost like tribal, I'm assuming they're tattoos, yes. but they have like things on their skull, things up their arms, and it all looks very tribal. What if we just replace all of that with plants? So he's got a tribal, quote-unquote, tattoo of vines that start at, like, the back of his oh. hand and go up his arm and into his shoulder, maybe a little into his neck, and they're just there. So, like, anything that you would imagine as a tribal tattoo, just replace that with, like, a handmade plant jewelry and make it that. I like that. And I was going to say, like, so those tattoos, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they're still, they're put on, right? They're not, like, they're born with them. So I think, like, maybe his, his mom, who despite um um despite being you know against the goliath ways still sees the tattoos as as important and so she at a certain age is like okay you know it's time for you to start getting you know some tattoos and so she's like what do you like i'm gonna do this 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 but yeah he wants them all to be plant-based so on that arm it's all vines and leaves and maybe there's even the rose maybe that's even like you know the stories that he was told as a kid and the thing they're out there looking for and all of this stuff that he was constantly given as a way yeah. to help him calm down maybe there's a rose in, in, in part of it so I do want to say real quick, just so we don't get yelled at by any min-maxers, is that right here on the Goliath um, Forgotten Realms thing, sure. it does say that um, Goliath's skin was often very gray or brown, and mm-hmm. one of the most distinctive features was that, was that they have darker patches of skin that covered their bodies. Uh, Goliath so believes that these markings somehow explained or controlled their fate or destiny. Okay. For this reason, Goliaths never tattooed themselves that this Ooh. could affect their future. So, let's just say that he has these markings, these normal Goliath markings, but he's just, quote-unquote, replaced them with plants. So, whatever natural markings you give them, he's made plant jewelry that covers them up, and they're exactly the same, they match perfectly, and they cover the darker patches of skin on his body. Okay. Oh, but but see, see, even even that 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 almost kind of makes more sense then. So if he has these markings that are already there, and if his mom wasn't crazy into the whole Goliath way of life, she maybe in in imbued in him this idea of changing those because it said, you know, yeah. oh, this is this is supposed to be, you know, the path of our life, and if we change anything to it, it could change the path of our lives. If he's trying to constantly fight against his Goliath nature of strength and killing and blah, 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 and that's what he was given, it would totally make sense that they're going into those things and be like, nope, got to change them. <laughs> got to make yep. these different. Got to change. So it's like it's flipping that. It's flipping that idea of, no, we never tattoo because it'll change our path to we want to change my path, so I am tattooing these. Um, yeah. Cool. Awesome. I like that a lot. This character would be super sexy to see drawn out. Um <laughs> With plants all over him, like I'm so I'm so excited about the idea of a huge long plant sleeve. Like I said, from like the back of his hand all the way up into his like his neck, mm-hmm. that'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like it. I all like right, dude. So I think that's everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much. I mean, we got enough for for Dro to be uh, called done if we want to get into the the role playing part of this. Yeah, let's. I'm I'm ready if you are. You want uh, to take a shot at it? Um. Alright, so we are inside the classic CD tavern that is uh, brighter now. All of the candles are lit on the inside. It is dusk time, so the sun is just going down. And inside, it's kind of busy. You know, there's uh, seven or eight people smattered throughout. The dinner rush is just about to come in. Uh, We have 
no music up on the stage uh, in the background. There's there's some hustle and bustle outside as people are making their way back home from work, and the the place is is kind of full. There's a few people in the rooms upstairs, and Dro is actually already staying here. He already has a room um, that's been established, and we just find him uh, coming to the end of let's say his first first day um, in in this tavern. So he's been here one night, and uh, yeah, so he is just walking down from uh, from upstairs. Hmm. So Dro clumsily, carelessly kind of walking down the stairs, uh, maybe stumbles a little bit. You know, there's going to be a staircase that leads down a little, mm-hmm. a little, um, little f- flatness walkway or whatever that leads into more stairs. You know what I'm trying to describe? Poorly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe the last step in that first little walkway, he stumbles off those first few steps, goes, oh, oh, <laughs> and then starts walking down the rest of the stairs gets to the bottom, and like he has a sense of purpose, walks out the front door. It's a couple, right. couple, couple moments pass, and all of a sudden both doors fly open, and there's Dro again, and he's carrying a, a bush that's like almost as tall as he is. It's a, it's, a, it's a small tree. It's not even a bush at this point. It's got roots still hanging out of it, um, dirt dangling off of it. And he walks into the bar and he starts heading for the stairs carrying this bush or tree. Uh, blah, blah, uh, excuse, excuse me, um, man, uh, large man, what, what are you doing? With a, you can't bring that in here. The bartender Why not? behind the bar now is coming around. Uh, well, but you're getting... Uh, that's from the outside. That is part of the... We just got that landscaping done. We're trying to make this place look better, and you just... Did you tear that out of the ground? I'm trying to make this place look better. But not, not that's not for inside here. Look at the dirt you're dragging off through this place. I plan on finding a pot to put it in. What? Not, no, that is meant for the outside. Take that back outside right now. No, this is meant for the inside. This plant wants to be inside, don't you? I say that to the plant. I'm sorry, what? Are you talking to the to the plant? He wants to be inside. He wants to rest. He's tired of the wind and the rain ripping off his leaves. He is a plant, and you're, you're saying he. Plants are made for outside, son. This Both. plant is made for inside. You chose the wrong plants in your landscaping, and my room is very depressing, and this plant is coming with me to my room. The room is very depressing. We put you in one of our new rooms. We just put a new bed in there. What do you mean it's very depressing? I've got no one to talk to. Nothing providing me with air to breathe. Talk to? I'm sorry, are you talking... Are you going to talk to this plant, then? This plant has lots to say. Son, that's a... You're not very, uh... Are you alright? Have you eaten today? Uh, here. Why don't I'm we? No, I'm not sure. Why? Why don't we? Why don't we shut down the the, the plant? Plants can't talk. All right. Sure, they can if you no, listen. No, no, that's not. Um, granted, it's good to maybe talk to plants to help them grow. That's what I've had. I've I've heard before from a gardener, a friend of of mine. But no, no plants don't talk back. They're you kind of. I don't know if I would go around saying you talk to plants, son. That kind of makes you sound a little, little crazy. I'm not crazy. This plant and I had a very good conversation outside that I would like to continue as I go to bed tonight. Well, well, you also realize he, that plants live 
because they're in the ground, right? That's why I'm going to put him in a pot full of dirt, which I will uh, find myself and also bring to my room. You don't need to be involved in this at all. I could I could take care of no, this. No, I do need and, to be uh, involved because you're getting dirt all over the ground. And look at the you're, you're upsetting the customers that are that are here. <clears throat> and, uh, I'm saying you may have already just killed this plant. All right, that's I not very... not. He, he he walks me through how to remove his roots from the ground and how to safely take him out of the ground Son, and, and replant him. You're sounding very stupid when you're saying all what? of this stuff. All right, you I... could have killed that plant already. Just take it back outside and put it in the ground so it can live out there and talk to it outside. I guess. Jerry is fine. Jerry, now you've given this plant a name. He gave me his name. He is fine. He's walking me through this process. I'm going to transplant him into a pot, and he's going to live in my room now. And he will be just fine. Why would a plant be called Jerry? That's not even a very interesting name. Jerry the Juniper. The... Is that... That's not even a type of the... (sighs) He grows juniper berries. He is still young. He's got growing to do. All right. I'm going to have to have you leave, please, now... Uh, get, get your things. You can take the bush with you, but you're not welcome to stay here anymore. You are clearly dealing with some stuff, and you're upsetting the other customers, and, I, and you're not very... You sound crazy. I... He starts getting physically tense and kind of, oh. uh, like, on the sense of maybe some sort of breakdown. You're not sure if it's violent or emotional. He's like, I am not crazy. Um... You just haven't opened yourself up yet to the possibility that things that have been here much longer than you and I have can communicate. I've never heard of plants talking before, and so this is... Have you tried? Ask Jerry a question. He is not... He's, I'm not. are making Jerry upset. I'm not. I'm Ask not, him. I'm I throw not. the tree in front, like, push it towards him. I Please get that bush out of my face. I'm not... Ask it. A question. I'm not going to be talking to a plant. Fine. Um, I, I, will, I do say. not want You're to have lost. to call the town guard, but I will. Please just get your things and go. I, that, to, in order to get my thing away, in order to get my things, I'd have to go upstairs now, wouldn't I? Yes, leave the plant here. I'm sure Jerry won't be going anywhere. Fine. You want me to leave the plant here? Jerry. How strong is your trunk? I toss him up like kind of high, so I'm grabbing him by like the bottom now. So I've like lifted him up like you would like a ladder, and oh. I tap on his trunk, and I'm like, oh, seems sturdy enough. And I slam him through the floorboard and implants him exactly where he is. Fine, I'll leave the plant here. What did you just do? No! Get, you told get me out. to leave get it here. Out. Get your things. Wood get your things everywhere. and get out. Get out now. There's. <laughs> There's wood splinters everywhere. There's now a hole in the ground where this small tree that people, grows juniper berries named Jerry is going to live. It's people, like you. People started people leaving <laughs> the tavern. You, sir, will not remove this tree without proper guidance or you will cause him damage. So he's going to live here now. Damage? You just lives. damaged my floor. You just put a hole in the floor. We just had you these rats. You told me to leave him here, so not, I put him where oh, he can be left. Get your things. Get your things and get the hell out right now. Fine. Fine. I turned into a mouse. <laughs> Where did he go? Where did and I start I start scurrying up the stairs, but as I am, I'm like pooping. 
<laughs> Leaving little mouse droplings like scurrying up the stairs. <laughs> what did it, What the? Am I going crazy? What the hell? <sighs> Terrence! <laughs> and then I get upstairs and I get to my room. I turn back into a normal Goliath and I'm, I'm all flustered and I'm not. No. He doesn't know. I'm I just... I turn back into a mouse on my own accord, and I'm just scurrying around the room. I start gnawing on the bedpost, and I, there's a bunch. Of, by the time I'm done, there's a bunch of little. There's so many mouse bites that it looks like there's an infestation in this room. <laughs> and finally, I come back to my normal glass size. And I'm like, we avoided that one. That was a very small man. He doesn't understand. Not everyone. Not everyone understands. That's. I think it's time that we move on and uh, so I grab my things and I come back downstairs and I see you behind the bar no yeah he, I, no he's 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 trying to get the the tree out of the ground he he, he uh the Barry the bartender that okay. is is trying to lift the tree out of the ground and, and you see Terrence that is the gnome <laughs> that is also there trying to figure out how to get this now shoved tree out of these floorboards where it is now stuck Listen. No, you have to pull, pull it up. No, get the, oh, that's that's him. That's. I'm glad you 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 have all your things, gentlemen. I have my things. I will be leaving, but I would like to have a conversation, please. I uh, please. We need. Do you know how much gold this is going to cost for us to get I, this? I uh, uh, to be quite honest, I don't care. You told me to leave it there, and I put it there. I did exactly what you asked. It's not my fault that you didn't think th- about no, the consequences. No no person in their right mind would think that I meant to shove it into the ground. I clearly just wanted you to set it down. I will remove this tree properly and safely if you just point me in the direction in which I would like to go. I have a question, if you wouldn't mind. Fine. What? I am looking for a rose. Of course. A rose a rose that never wilts or can be damaged. A rose that I could put in the bottom of my pack here, shake it around, pull it back out, and it would look perfect. I've heard of such a rose, and I've also heard that it may be guarded by a grand creature. And I just hoped that you have heard also such a tale that you could tell me where to go. Are you... You're, you're chasing fairy tales. You're literally out here chasing after bedtime stories and fairy tales. This is not a fairy tale, good sir. I feel that you have, are very closed off to the world around you. I don't... Pull the tree out of the ground, and I will point you in the direction of your rose. Thank you. That is, uh... That's all that I ask. So I set my things down at the walkway part of the stairs. Can't think of the proper terminology for that. (laughs) And, um, come back, come down the stairs and... You see me get down on my hands and knees as gentle as you've ever seen someone who's eight feet tall and absolutely massive uh, do so. 
and I start just meticulously digging with the tips of my fingers and getting the roots pulled up out of the ground little by little until finally there's not much tension and there's not much grip in the ground anymore and I'm able to safely and lightly lift this small tree up out of the hole. All right. Um, well, it's outside of town. It is north outside of town. That's what the tail says, right? Up in the mountains? Well, there's mountains uh, over there. I have heard similar uh, accounts of mountains. Well, this is a city. Well, this is a city, and there are no mountains in the city, are there? No. Well, then go go up into the mountains north of town, and I just take the tree and bloody leave. I'll, I'll put the tree back where I found it, but trust me when I tell you that this tree wants to be inside. Think about bringing him in. It would give this place a little more... Hmm. Niceness. Home. Fine. We'll think about it. Just go. Okay. I walk back up this one flight of stairs with the tree in my hand, and every step I take jiggles it a little bit and puts more dirt on the ground. Scoop up my things in my other arm, come back down the stairs, which shakes the tree some more, which puts more dirt on the ground. Uh, uh, thank you for your, uh, what's, uh, what's the word? Uh, 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 it's, uh, you're welcome. Whatever it is, you're welcome. It's fine. Just leave. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry for causing you. That just if you're, do you have any gold you could leave and show us how sorry you really are? I don't find value in gold. Oh, of course you don't. Just get out. Just get out. How, how are you going to pay for the? Ri- <sighs> Terence, this is why I told you we can't just keep taking in anyone that walks off the street. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, good. Good night to you both. It's broad daylight outside. Well, no, it was in the evening. I said it was towards the evening. Oh. Well, then, uh, good morning to you both. <laughs> and, I, and I leave. <sighs> that's it. And that's it. And that's scene. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. I forgot. I also forgot that I wanted that I, I was playing the same Barry bartender that is the fat half elf that I've always just put behind there. I forgot to, to, to subscribe. I just went into. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm Barry again. Um, that's fine. But yeah, that's what it was. That was my. Then I realized we were doing a similar thing where we were both trying to be very blah, 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 with with our voices. We yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> I was trying to be deeper with my voice because the Goliath is going to have a very deep voice, but I didn't want to do like my half orc deep voice. So like, I was trying to find just like. I think your voice, though, like that level of kind of inflection is good for my character and also yours, right? Sure. I think it fit for mine because um, he's he's got an airy, he's a simpleton. Yeah, yeah He's got yeah, an yeah. airiness about him, so everything he says is going to, you know, I don't know. It just felt right. And it, I realized it also was similar to yours, but again, not, not, we're not experts, we're just having fun. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely, I mean, just by the fear, his sheer size, if you're someone who likes to give your character a voice... It's going to be on the deeper side. Yeah. Well, and that's where it's like, I think part of the reason, too, that we enjoy doing this so much is because we just doing these different voices. I'm, I mean, we just will we'll have to get better, right? There's no way we'll get worse at doing different voices if we're just doing it every week. So I'm, Correct. I'm excited to see our improvement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the voices is definitely, I always like to try and do that, but I'm not going to lie. I'm very aware that I have 
a, a default D and D voice <laughs> that I go to <laughs> that I will slip into at times here, and I want to get better at it. But yeah, but like it was funny because then I it just it, it it turned into me just listening to us going blah 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 back and forth towards each other while arguing over while you're holding a fucking tree, and like yeah. I imagine when you lifted it up that like it scraped the ceiling. <laughs> yes, like all of that shit. And like he's just a wrecking ball. He just. He's a bull in a china shop constantly just uh, – and I think, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, right, every – potentially every interaction he has, people will just get fed up with him. And and everyone – what I was constantly trying to, like, think is I was getting angry to the point where an NPC was like, okay, he's going to threaten violence. But no one's going to threaten violence to an eight-foot-tall fucking giant – like, no, it becomes a – Okay, please just go. Please just, I don't want to, don't hurt me. Don't, like, yeah. what is, like, oh, my God. Like, it's a monster. Yep. It's essentially, like, looking at a giant monster-like creature. And so it's just, like, and that's kind of what his mom did, right? And that's kind of what other people, like, they're just, like, just go. Just go. Like, I don't I don't know how else to deal with you, so please just go be someone else's problem. Just leave. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, so, oh, damn. And I also like that, um... The other thing that we can talk about real quick is the flaw of my character, which is where I lose my temper when people call me stupid. Um, you can decide as a player if you want to have one specific like tick word, if you want the word to be verbatim stupid mm-hmm. or dumb mm-hmm. or ignorant. Um, but there's also, like, I feel like a, a person, no matter how intelligent they may or may not be, would start being able to learn the subtext of words. Yes. So I decided that even though you called me crazy twice and... Um, you did call me like dumb or stupid once, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I said that's so, but, dumb but, of you to think that. Or, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Um, but crazy in that situation had the subtext of stupid or dumb. It did. Yeah. So yeah. I, I leaned into that a little bit because he's probably been called stupid or dumb or crazy mm-hmm. so many times throughout his life that he's going to have a negative connotation with that. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's but fun it, for that to be a player thing that you keep yeah. like, and you don't necessarily like. Obviously, it's part of the backstory, and like if you want to tell it to your DM, but it could even just be fun as like, okay, anytime someone calls me this or that, like you don't have to let the DM know, and just slowly let the DM figure that out about you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anytime an NPC interacts with him and like does this, it it will make him sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, I think that's a that's a fun thing to keep. But yeah, one of our just a little side note: one of our current players in the campaign that uh, Jake and I are in together does not like being called boy. Yep. If you refer to him as a boy, uh, he does really dumb things. He does. He does. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's great. He's also so. the, also our editor. So thanks. Oh, that's... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to have little things like that because again, in the moment, then it gives you a choice to have to make and how you're going to respond to it. But yep. for this, like you know, interaction for all of Dro, you know, just let us know what you think about him and how we did and what you would maybe do differently uh with this character because i mean i think that's it for him we're in that we're in the outro now right we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up we are yep we're wrapping it up um so if you have suggestions about how you would have made drill better please let us know reach out to us uh and what we did wrong what you would have done um if you want to use this character if you want to be able to pull down his character sheet and the stats that we've kind of put in there. Uh, you can you can find it online. We'll put it up on our social media. Um, as well as, you know, don't feel like you got to use the stats per se. Maybe you just want to use the backstory. That's that's more than more than fine, too. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, and, and we kind of gave a little bit of a description of what Dro looks like. So we would love to see some art 
of that if there's anyone out there that just wants to kind of draw something. I mean, it doesn't have to be amazing. We would just love to see any rendition of this. Art is art. Um, yes. And we'll definitely share and repost uh, anyone that tags us in their stuff. And, yeah, and so next week we will be back doing this again. So if you have any suggestions or any combinations that you think just wouldn't work or would be crazy to see put together uh like this week nathan came in you know with the the motivation as well as, which was new for this week to like he's, he's trying to find you know this this particular thing and hey we, we made it work it was part of the story element and kind of became what what his adventure and quest was right and so like that's mm-hmm. who knows maybe there's just one thing in the back of your head where you're just like oh i really just want to play I don't even know. I mean, it could be whatever. Like, I, I just want to go to like, oh. Literally it's a, anything. Yeah. Oh, I want to play a drunk that is looking for a never-ending flask. That's a thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. What, there's <laughs> got to be more to it than that, though. So we'll figure it out, and we'll put some interesting characters around it. Uh, All right, sweet. Yeah. And if they wanted to reach out to us, Jake, how would they do, go about doing that? Oh, well, the best way to reach out to us is through our Gmail which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com, um, or all of our social media stuff where the character sheet will be and where we'll share art and where you should tag us in, uh, is at rng underscore pc. And that is on Twitter and Instagram and then on Facebook. If you just search rng underscore pc, you will also find us. And that is where uh, all of this social interactions will be happening and where we will check for any fun um suggestions of characters for uh, our episodes moving forward so yeah yes all right all right that about does it for us this week yes it does so uh you guys just keep rolling and keep playing talk to you next week stay safe out there